Hello everyone, I'm Zach Wilkerson, the resident Naruto boy of the Multiversity Manga Club. And as always, I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Walter and Emily. Hello. Hi guys. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. same. Not, not just because you've read the first story <laughs> arc of Naruto. No, that, I, that, that's the sole reason. I, I must say, I must say that was the biggest event over the past month. Yeah, that we no, <laughs> nothing else. No, <laughs> for us anyway. Oh uh, um, well, yes. So, as you listeners may know, if you listen to our previous episode, or if you didn't, uh, we're going to be discussing. Uh, the first arc of Naruto today, which makes is comprised of about the first 30 odd chapters, I think. Um, and so I went on a huge Naruto binge earlier this year and read like the whole series <laughs> <laughs> in like three or four months. Um, and so I was really excited to talk about it a little bit with um, Walt and Emily, who have never read Naruto. So, guys, what did you think? Well, um, I guess to start off, I've never really read Naruto, but when I started um, my Shonen Jump subscription, it was near the end of the series. Um, I, I started about like a year, maybe like a year and a half before um, the series ended. While I didn't really read it per se, I did always flip through it um, just because by the end, uh, Kishimoto's art was just really good. It just a really neat, uh, unique style. And so when I was reading it that, now, um, that was one of the first things I was kind of looking for like i wanted to see this is obviously much earlier in his career because uh how many years did it go again oh Um, it was at least like i wanted to say 15 yeah yeah Yeah. and so obviously you know 15 years that's a lot of time for you know an artist's style to change um but i wanted to see kind of where he started see if what i could see uh from that and I think one of the things that I noticed um, with that in mind um, from an artistic perspective was I felt that in just three volumes, um, he did kind of like get, uh, make some uh, steps towards a kind of unique style. The first like couple chapters, I was kind of like, mm, well, this doesn't look, you know, t- this doesn't like stand out too much um, compared, you know, it looks like. I don't want to say generic because um, even from the beginning it looked, you know, pretty good, but I wasn't like, you know, blown away. But I think by the end of the third, around like the end of the third volume, I was kind of like, you know, I can see kind of um, what's getting started here. Cause you know, you, you look at the first few pages of the series, you look at the first or at the last pages of the series and there's, obviously huge changes, but you can kind of uh, see some of the techniques he was starting to develop. Um, like I, I, I always appreciated like seeing uh, his kind of like use of thin lines uh, compared with like, as opposed to like more uh, solid uh, use of like ink. Um, and you can sort of see him doing some interesting stuff with that 
already pretty early on. He doesn't like uh, use it quite as much, but there were definitely a few moments where he was like, okay, I can see that forming here. So just starting off from an artistic perspective, because um, that's that's the main thing I was thinking about when I went into it. That, that's what stood out to me, kind of seeing him developing already at a very early stage um, in uh, the, his career. Yeah, I... Um... It is like pretty stark the contrast between the art in these earlier volumes towards the end of the series, and I, you know, a lot of that I kind of feel like as it works thematically as time progresses. You know, you start off you have this sort of like scratchier, um, more not necessarily more animated, but more youthful. Like I um to compare to like American comics, this style reminds me of a lot of like um, Humberto Ramos. That's exactly what I was about to say, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like you get kind of like that. I'm reminded of like his young, well, no, he, he did like impulse and stuff like that. Yeah. Then. He did um, impulse yeah. with Wade for a while. Right. And I'm kind of reminded of that. Whereas later on in the series, it gets, you know, a little more mature, a little cleaner. Um, yeah, actually, actually, you know, I, I might have mentioned this on a previous episode. I can't remember. I don't. Uh, but um, from what I remember of like the later comics, something that it always made me think of, not in the style um, or like, you, you know, obviously it was still like, you know, very uh, manga, you know, action manga kind of style in terms of how things were composed um, you know, just how the characters looked, but his like, again, that like thin ink line technique, and especially how he'd sometimes use like dots kind of the technique kind of reminded me of Mobius. Mm. That, oh, that, that, you know, it's just a minor thing. Um, but just certain way that he would like use dots, uh, towards, and, you know, again, I keep repeating it, but <laughs> I, I only have, so much of a vocabulary when it comes to worthwhile art criticism, but, but thin line, <laughs> um, the thin line that he used it, for some reason, always evoked Mobius to me in s- some way. Um, and, and so that's kind of what had me interested because, you know, it made me think of Mobius and that's a pretty big compliment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Story yeah, uh, wise, okay, yeah, we'll you, go there. <laughs> you go, Walter. It was okay. I, <laughs> I'm sorry to have a bit of a lukewarm take, um, but I I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't love it. I, I thought it was definitely getting a bit more interesting towards the end of what we read. Um. Yeah, I guess we should maybe, I, I didn't really talk about, I mean, I assume that most people at this point probably know what Naruto, Naruto is, um, just because it's, yeah, I mean, when, when you think of anime and manga in the United States, I think it's one of the, for a while it was one of the big three, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but for those who don't know, um, it's about... Uh, ninjas and um, in particular one boy named Naruto who wants to be the the very best the best there ever was um, <laughs> and 
He has to he, catch all the <laughs> shotguns. He wants to catch all the catch all those catch all Shot. those tailed bees. There we go. Um, but yeah, so this this first arc kind of deals with him um, kind of going through his early stages of ninja hood, um, kind of introducing the the kind of base cast, his his friends and mentors and um this this story arc is kind of referred to as the prologue interestingly enough um uh it kind it kind of um introduces you to the world and sends them um on a kind of short mission and they have sort of their first encounter with an, an antagonist character um whose I name i'm like blank i think it's zabu Zabusu? yeah Zabusa? yeah Zabusa, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a, almost sort of like self-contained little story. There's a little bit, you know, before they kind of go on this mission, uh, to the land of waves that sort of sets things up, but you're introduced to, you know, Naruto, um, his two teammates, Sasuke and Sakura, and then some of the mentor characters. And, um, that's just kind of, you know, sets the stage for the section that we talked about. So yeah, yeah, go ahead and talk a bit more about the story if you want to, Walt. Uh, the, well, um, something that you just mentioned actually just piqued my curiosity. You mentioned this is relatively uh, self-contained and I kind of got that feeling like, uh, I guess besides, you know, the general groundwork that you always have of, um, you know, the students learning whatever special technique and all that. In terms of like the actual uh, conflicts in this one, like uh, Zabuza and um, I forget the, the Haku. Uh, yeah, was that, Haku? His, that was his uh, side servant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like so that that doesn't does that really uh, not have too much of a bro- bigger impact on the overall story? Um, not really. Like most, really, what this art kind of does is introduce a lot of concepts and mostly the the character dynamics and interactions and kind of how they all sort of relate to each other um some of these characters do come back later and play a semi important role in in different ways um but Hmm. overall this this story arc is i mean it really is kind of a prologue to the series because it's really not until the next arc, which is the um, the tuning exam arc, where I think there's like a small time jump in between this arc and the next one, and that one kind of really dives into some of the like mythology that is the foundation for the rest of the series. Okay. Hmm. Well, cool. Uh, yeah. I and the characters. We're all right. Um, I, I'm, I will, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're kind of at their most caricaturesque here. Okay. I, I definitely did notice, like, uh, you know, with Sasuke, um, his uh, first <laughs> appearance was definitely a bit like, okay, come on. You know, he's. <laughs> he's like the ultimate edge lord. Kind of. <laughs> but I felt, or uh, kind of, you know, what I was talking, uh, what I mentioned when it came to, like, the art. I did kind of feel towards the end, uh, it, he, the, it, 
that tapered off, I think. There's kind of a, I felt there was a little bit of a realization like, okay, maybe too strong of a first impression. Let's dial this back a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, right. Um, you know, it wasn't quite as like, ooh, I don't care about you or anything. Yeah. I, but I have to let everyone know this, <laughs> that I don't care very prominently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like his, like, I always remember there's like the, scene where the three of them are introducing themselves to Kakashi. Yes. Yeah. And that scene really kind of boils down definitely the tone of these early arcs and and really kind of like Naruto in a nutshell because even though a lot of interesting things happen to these characters throughout the series um, <laughs> those descriptions that they give them themselves are pretty indicative of like <laughs> going to be for the rest of the series. Um, yeah. For better or worse. Right. Well, you did mention one character that we did both agree. This one's good. Yes. So, well, it's, uh, it's Kakashi. Spoilers. <laughs> um, I guess, so reading Naruto, um, jumping in, I tried my best not to let, you know, like, any former biases like influence how I was going to feel. I was going to try to forget about, you know, annoying Naruto fans, you know, and try to look at this as if it were, as if I were reading, you know, like a new jump start or something. Um, Did you just call Zach an annoying Naruto? <laughs> no, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure Zach, you don't run around with the, uh, the headband and do the Naruto. Run. I haven't, I haven't checked out any of the local Naruto runs yet. I'm, I mean, I know they're out this... there, but <laughs> This might be fun to do, like independent of the independent of the like connection to Naruto fanboys. Um, But uh, I kind of feel similarly to Walter. uh, I kind of just came away thinking it was all right. Um, And to be fair, uh, honestly, any you could probably say the same thing about the first three One Piece chapters, Um, because like that kind of like, it kind of sets the stage a little, but you don't really get into like the meat of one piece until like maybe the eighth or ninth volume. Um, and maybe the same is true for Naruto. Uh, I'm not sure. That that's probably about spot on, probably about volume eight. Um, right. Was really when I kind of got sucked in. Okay. Yeah. Because, um, that, that is a, you know, this is kind of getting, slightly off topic from specifically Naruto, but it does raise an interesting question of, you know, when, when you're talking about like a series you love, you know, whether it's Naruto or the literary genius of one piece. Mm, um, absolutely. With, especially when it comes to, when it comes to serialized media, whether it could be, you know, television as well as in the anime adaptations of these, you know, <laughs> What, what other television is worth watching? Um, <laughs> but where, you know, where is the point of, by this point, you should know whether or not you like it. And then by this point, you should know whether or not it's worth continuing, uh, whether or not, you know, you uh, personally get enough enjoyment out of this to keep with it. And it, I think this is one area where, this, this is a kind of weak point of a lot of manga in general um, because of its tendency to have heavily decompressed 
uh, storytelling, you know, so in the terms of like writing down the plot on a piece of paper, you know, so little can happen in a single chapter that, you know, we mentioned One Piece, Naruto, you know, you've got like nine of these paperbacks until you might actually be like, yeah, I really like this. Right. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. so, so you're saying that like, perhaps it, um, if, if we got up to nine, eight, something like that, that would probably be more the telling point of I, you, you know, at this point, whether or not yeah. you want to continue. Yeah. I think if you make it to that point and you're still on the fence or you, mm-hmm. that, that's the point when it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to like this. Right. Right. Um, Oh, sorry. We though we did uh, get a little bit off. Yeah, topic I was going to talk about the Kakashi. The yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I actually my, my apologies. No, I actually digressed too because um, I was getting into my other thoughts. But yeah, um, I wasn't uh, initially too crazy about the uh, the the core trio: um, Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura. And of course, you know, with the obligatory, uh, you know, Love disclosure that that we are reading a manga for like you know young teenagers. Um, yeah, though, as much as I didn't really care for their kind of rapport, um, it did kind of feel nostalgic reading it kind of, because there was something about it that kind of felt like watching like late nineties anime, like the inner Sakura (laughs) things felt very like Tenchi Muyo or something like as much as it kind of annoyed me, I was like, Oh, this is, this kind of reminds me of watching Toonami back yeah, in the day yeah it, it is interesting because you, you know, don't this, see stuff like that as much yeah it, it's obviously later than you know that sort of uh stuff but it but it comes from a similar place and i that probably has something to do with how or, i mean something i'm sure that's like a major reason why it was so popular here in the u.s it like was um similar but similar to you know the stuff that was going on on, as you said, Toonami and the popular manga of that time. Um, but with a little bit, right. With some, a mix of later trends and earlier yeah. trends. So it felt yeah. somewhat familiar, but also new. It right. would be my guess. Not having not, not having been part of the original, uh, like craze of Naruto. Yeah. yeah. But Kakashi, I think, uh, felt like the first character I wanted to know more about. I just think his design was very memorable. And in fact, before I even like read Naruto, I was like, oh yeah, that guy looks kind of neat. Like I thought he looked like the most interesting character whenever I would see like Naruto posters and stuff like that. Um, and I just, honestly, I just really liked, uh, I think my favorite chapters were the ones where they were just training with him because they were just, they were a little goofy and fun. And um, Oh yeah. Oh man, what's, Make out paradise is that- yeah, make out, make out uh, yeah, something like that. I think so it's like different it's some- versions of them throughout the series, but it's always like make out something. Yeah, that's really yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, he really likes this book series. It's basically like erotic novels, I guess. That's what it sounded like at first. I thought it was just like shojo manga, and then 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 there was an author's note that said, "Oh, Kakashi really likes um this series called Make Out Paradise." But since it's just a manga for kids, I can't really tell you what it's about. And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> But it sounds like he reads it for the plot. <laughs> yes, that, definitely. That, that's the same reason why I read books such as The Highlander's Secret. <laughs> well, 
Well, no, wasn't he like concerned about? I don't know. Maybe I thought. I thought I. I thought there was some hint that like you know, he actually liked the plot as opposed to the. Yeah, I th- I, there was some. Okay, maybe that. I'm. <laughs> maybe I made that up. It's, maybe maybe you're ascribing pure motives. Honestly, I want to see him as pure and good. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny because the 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 makeout book series plays a semi prominent role in the story later on. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> now that makes uh, me wonder. I do. Wanna... I have a question about this. Is how important is Kakashi? Because that will be <laughs> that will be a deciding factor in if I keep reading well, i think he's he's super important but there's like long stretches of the book where he kind of gets taken out um that's fine reasons, but uh, yeah so long as whenever kakashi is not on panel everyone's asking <laughs> yeah. where is kakashi yeah. <laughs> i think all of i i mean i think i was asking that a lot where's where's kakashi <laughs> yeah yeah i just yeah those those training chapters are really fun and um I feel like there. I feel like most like of the character, like in like you know, particularly fighting manga, um, the characters in that role tend to be like the best, right? You know, whether you know you, they could be like more silly, like Kakashi, or more serious, um, like Piccolo. But there, I, I, I struggle to think of like the mentor character. Who sucks right. in like manga? I, I can't really think of many that come to mind. Yeah, I think it's because as older readers too, we kind of can tolerate that more. Um, well, I don't even want to say tolerate. We that that aspect we enjoy more than the actual the, the like antics of kids, which you know. And I'm I'm cognizant of that. I know that this is you know we're not exactly the target demographic, but that said, I mean. You know, both Zach and I finished entire, you know, 700, 800 chapter or caught up to 700, 800 chapter manga series in a couple months. So um, specifically shown in manga. So there (laughs) there is definitely something there. I think it's just like, I don't know. There's just something about like adventure, these kinds of adventure stories that I I really enjoy. Um, And, uh, you know, there definitely were uh, there definitely were hooks. I think uh, story wise that were somewhat uh, interesting, but I think overall, uh, I I would have to say we were clearly not at the point where it's like, okay, am I gonna like this? Is this is this what the heart and soul of the series is? Like, does this represent Naruto in the long run? Um, and yeah, I think you're right. Like, it, it just seems like because also they're younger, and and all of the Naruto stuff I've seen, they all look older. You know, like they're yeah. like 15, 16. Yeah, so that's like an interesting thing. There's a there's a big time jump um, after in between Love volumes. My time skips. Yeah, a big time skip um, between volumes 27 and 28. Um, and, yeah. And so all of the like Shibuden stuff, it's kind of like mm. a, it's kind of like a Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z type situation. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, that's all like post that time skip. Hmm. Okay, I, I was one. I figured that was what the distinction was. I I, I knew that was more, that was you know the kind of like related to the anime. You know, you yeah. Don't, you don't call the later volumes of Naruto Shippuden. Naruto, Naruto right. Shippuden. Right. Um, yeah. I, I I had guessed it was something like that. Right, and I uh, the very last few chapters of the third volume, I kind of I kind of wish we had gone into the fourth volume because I noticed there were a few characters that I have seen. 
in other stuff and or like in later Naruto okay. stuff that I've just seen. Like uh, there was Gara, Gara, and Rockley. Oh man, and I always, both so I always, <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that Rockley character looked really neat. Like he looked, you don't see shonen characters that look like that. Yeah, he looked a bit different. Yeah, yeah, kind of he, dorky. But. Yeah. Yeah, so like I think that I, I'll probably keep an eye out. Like you know, I, I I check like the Comicsology sales section like every other day, pretty much, <laughs> just because <laughs> I'm addicted to buying digital objects that don't exist. Um, but I think what I might, if I like see Naruto on sale, I'm sure it goes on sale fairly frequently. Yeah, I kind of um, feel like it does. In in that case, I might, you know, check out up to, like, nine as well. Like, I'm interested enough mm-hmm. to continue, but particularly if it's on sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, kind of, like, where things go next is, like, sort of a big tournament-style thing that introduces the rest of the cast, which is very, fairly large, Ah. Right. The, yeah. That that arc was like starting at the end of yeah. Right. Three. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So like Rock Lee and Gara and a, and a bunch of other characters are introduced. Um, and most of right. and like most of which go on to continue to play like big roles throughout the series, which right. is one of the you know one of the things that I liked about it. Right. Yeah, I mean, like comparing it to something like One Piece, there are there is a huge cast and there are a lot of recurring characters. But after like the main arc that a character is in, if they're not one of the crew, you don't tend to see them in prominent roles anymore. That is kind of a shame, but it's cool to hear that 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 might not that that's different for Naruto. I do have another question, actually, Zach. Go for it. How often does Kakashi accidentally kill someone horrifically by (laughs) shoving his hand through? (laughs) Yeah, I I can't believe I got to bring that up because that was pretty brutal. Right. I was like, whoa. I I don't know if Kakashi does that again off the top of my head. I feel like that kind of thing happens maybe more often than one would expect. Um, Yeah. Well, like, I, I know, like, the. I forget if it's the last, the last uh, chapter or the second to last chapter. The second to last chapter, you know. Oh yeah. S- spoiler alert for uh, something that like was turned into like a bunch of like memes and such. And, but in case you don't know, the ending of Naruto, you mute, <laughs> mute for like ten seconds. I, how you know the arm gets torn off and and they're just sitting there, yeah, their bleeding. bloods mixing. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I, not really pulling any punches there on the, just like the sudden yeah violence. I just, yeah, I, the series is surprisingly violent a lot of the time. Yeah, I just thought it would have been. I don't know why I thought this, but as we were reading it, I just kind of commented casually. I was like, I I think it would be a great running joke if just Kakashi is fighting someone and trying not to kill them, and then just for some reason gets into a position where he just accidentally you know forces his hand through their chest. It's like, god damn it. <laughs> not again <laughs> it, it just because it was so sudden and even he looked shocked you know it's because i think there was the the teleportation technique or whatever that was mm-hmm. um the doppelgangers were pretty cool too i thought that was a neat ability yeah it, it's actually funny i think 
like the doppelgangers is something that eventually becomes one of those things that people use to like complain about the series because mm. I don't know if like, like fixes everything. Yeah, I don't know if you like picked up on this, but there was a lot of like, oh, I killed you, but oh, that was a doppelganger, and now uh, a lot of that like sort of mm. bait and switching. Um, yeah, it's like a Nick Fury's life model decoys yeah 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 okay i because because i didn't catch on to that as because it was so early and it had had only happened maybe like twice Mm -hmm. um and and the villains tended to go down pretty fast um but yeah i guess you're right do you feel like that was that's like a big problem later on or is it something that you think is so blown out of proportion now i think that if you were reading this serialized as it was coming out it would have been extremely annoying i think when you're right. reading it all in one sitting, you don't notice it as much because you're moving on at a pretty yeah. brisk pace. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear that you guys liked Kakashi. I I, I guess I'm not surprised <laughs> because he's really That's... he is really cool, and yeah. he ends up. I mean, his backstory is really interesting and yeah, tragic and good like pretty tragic, much everyone tragic on, everyone on yeah. here has a tragic backstory is there is there like a uh, dead girlfriend in there somewhere uh, you're not far off oh yes all right now now, now emily's gonna continue <laughs> I, I don't know why i'm such a sucker for the really angsty tragic backstories but maybe, maybe i will maybe i'll keep reading now yeah i will also probably look for uh deals on that though because <laughs> um, did you say is the next so it seems to me that, and sorry if you mentioned this in passing, Zach, but it seems like the next arc is going to just be a tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's this tournament arc, which like I'm looking on here just to double check things. The That lasts from about volumes 4 to 13. And then the, the tournament arc kind of transitions like very, not, I say abruptly, but it's like organic into something else. Um, and then from there it kind of you get into like the home stretch for the end of the uh mm. this like up through volume 27 which is where the cutoff happens oh, so wow so this first section moves very quickly um right and so there's not any more there aren't any more big time skips after the one you mentioned in volume 27 right no um and like I said, I think there's like a small time gap in between like when this happened, like when this arc happens and the beginning of the exams. Not I, I don't actually I'm a little fuzzy, but I think I thought they alluded to like a little bit of time passing. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, there was yeah, a couple yeah. like a month or so, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so but yeah, other than that big jump in the middle, I think the um the latter half of the series or not half, but you know, section happens right. pretty linear linearly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now there are like plenty of flashbacks and things like that. Sure. Sprinkled in, um, especially yeah. later on in the series, but sure. Yeah. Are they like flashbacks that span multiple volumes? Yeah. Sometimes. All right. One piece would never yeah, that, do something like that. That's more fuel for Emily's fire. Yeah. I love flashbacks too, especially, I mean, I mean, yeah, I like good flashbacks, but I don't know. I just think (laughs) (laughs) like, duh, of course, if they're good. Um, But like, you know, One Piece kind of is known for these like really kind of emotional to varying degrees, 
flashbacks and uh sometimes momentum halting flashbacks whatever <laughs> um <laughs> uh so yeah it's good to hear that uh naruto does that too do they have like villain flashbacks too yeah yeah hardcore yeah lots of yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> Emily's ordering her headband right now. Yeah, I'm getting my headband. It's always just extremely emotional and like... Nice. So much drama. They try to get you to sympathize in a weird way with... Oh, you almost always sympathize with everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) So I want to know... Because every time... It's funny because with Sasuke, you know, his thing is like, I've got to kill someone. Every time that someone knew what it... Every time someone new would appear, I'd think, and I knew it was too early for this to happen. I'd think, is that him? Is that who you got to kill? Oh wait, I'm assuming. <laughs> what if it's? It's got to kill Sakura. <laughs> oh god, I'm curious, like, because I know. Okay, spoilers. I guess I know that Naruto and Sakura end up together, right? No, I think so. They don't. No. no. Ah, oh, you guessed wrong. Yeah, is this the other I girl whose name starts with an H? Uh, do you, well, I guess my head. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, so so Sakura does marry Sasuke. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's For not too reason, much of a spoiler since Boruto's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for confirming my my non ships. Well, I, I don't I know. know. <laughs> I hate to like, I'm sure... all your ships before you get started. <laughs> so, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people were really mad at Kishimoto for those final. Oh, I'm sure there's like yeah, there are like whole Reddit, Jeez. subreddits devoted to it. I'm sure. Absolutely, Maybe yeah. Posts. <laughs> oh. Well. But yeah, think... well, uh, despite our tepidness, it is I. It is certainly, you know, one of the biggest series uh, here that, you know, was translated and released here, um, you know, part of the big three, as we said Mm -hmm. before. So I'd definitely say it is worth checking out from what I read, you know, see what the fuss is all about. Yeah. I'm I'm actually surprised by how overall seemingly positive your your responses were I'd like the, yeah. the negatives that you had were like negatives i expected yeah and i mean like i said i'm trying not to compare it to one piece or anything that i like a lot better because i know i know you have the perspective of the whole series and, yeah, and reading one piece sorry go oh, on I, was gonna say, I, I feel like you and i are in the exact opposite place when it comes yeah. to these two things because i've read i've read now about as much of One Piece as you've read of Naruto and it's kind of the same you know I right. I didn't hate it but I also like yeah I'm not super compelled I think I've been stuck on One Piece um with the arc with the the guy who cries wolf all the time and the and the Oh Luffy or uh, Usopp <laughs> Yeah yeah I've been stuck on uh, that for a really long time Yeah that's not a great arc um which is it, a shame because Usopp is the best character. Usopp is like the best character in the crew, along with like Frankie and Robin. But um, yeah, I mean, I, of course, I have the perspective of getting to all the great arcs, and I can kind of look back at the earlier ones and see the seeds they planted, and think, oh, you know, these are these are kind of good. But I, I can get like if you don't know anything about the series and you're not invested in it, just kind of being like, oh, this is kind of not compelling, a little boring. 
And, and that's always a hard sell, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, it's like when someone says, oh, you know, you should watch this TV show. The first season sucks, but after that, it's yeah. real good. And it's like, do I want to watch a full season of bad, not very good television? But in this case, you know, this, yeah. it, this wasn't bad for sure. No, it was it, enjoyable. Yeah. Sure. I feel the same. All right. Well, any closing thoughts? I feel like you guys have already kind of said your piece, I guess. We'll keep you updated if we uh, continue with it. Maybe okay. we should... Uh... Yeah, perhaps uh, a year from now we can do Naruto revisit. Naruto update or... Naruto revengeance. <laughs> I like it. One Piece update, too, for uh, we, Zach. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we'll yeah, probably fairness. do a One Piece episode eventually. Yeah, yeah I think what would, what might be interesting is if we get to those points in both One Piece and Naruto where... Then do, it, like, a dual episode. <laughs> the, that, like, point of like, no return. Yeah. D-U-A-L. I guess D-U-E-L. Oh, I thought you were saying D-U-E-L. I guess D-U-E-L. No, that's the Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, because you said, like you said, the the real sticking point or the kind of best, like, I guess the part where you realized that you either are or are not going to like the rest of Naruto was like eight or nine volumes in and same with One Piece. Yeah. All right. I I think that's uh, good for now. We'll uh, take a, unless you guys had anything else. Mm, I said my piece. No, yeah, I'm good. All right, we'll take a quick break and then be back to go over the past month plus a week worth of uh, Weekly Shonen Jump. So catch you on the other side of that. Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at MultiversityComics.com. Each week we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. And each month we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed like Dan Clow's Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commanding. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinborough, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow on iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. All right, uh, welcome back. Uh, we're going we're in the uh, second part where we discuss uh, the past month uh, in Weekly Shonen Jump, September. And in this case, we're a little bit late, so you know we'll talk about this first uh, one that came out in October as well. Um, we wanted to start off talking about one series that we've been a little down on, but we think is picking up, uh, Robot La- Laser Beam. Um, the past few chapters have kind of quickly turned around what I think were some of the weaknesses of this book. Um, like there, there's been a lot more characterization in yeah. l- less space, um, which was definitely the main thing that was lost going straight into that little tournament. You know, we just, we compared it to uh Haiku, I believed how mm-hmm. we got to learn about the characters first. Um, but in this case is like, why do I care mm-hmm. what happens to these people? I, I think we've been getting a bit more, you know, we had the um, obligatory like bath scene. Yeah. But this time it was just all guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, going out with friends and all that. And I think in just a short, short time, like I got a 
I, I feel more interested in the story. It was on the verge of losing me personally, but I think now I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it a lot more. Now. Yeah. It really, I think it really needed that character work a little bit more uh, and definitely got, uh, I think enough to keep me going with it. Um, and now I think they're going to be taking a break, I guess, from Robo doing any like, I guess, tournament for a while. But he, is a, he is, at, he a is at a tournament, true, but he's not actually participating and it's with someone that... So I hope they don't lose that moment. Then. Right. Yeah, and he's hanging out with that uh, Emperor guy, so... He has a real name, but I like just... Suzaku, I think, is his name. Maybe. It just I, came... I, I just like Emperor. <laughs> Emperor. Crazy Eyes Man. Yeah. I, yeah, I really... I like how the tournament arc resolved, which, I, I mean, I don't think we're necessarily surprised that... Yeah, when, but I really, really enjoyed. But we weren't really trying. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) right. Um, But I really, really have enjoyed the aftermath stuff of the, you know, the stuff that's come after. um, Kind of like you guys have said, um, you know, getting to see him, like emphasizing how he's never like had a lot of these experiences before, like normal teenager experiences. Yeah. Um, right. And, and just kind of fleshing him out a bit more, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his dad apparently was a, yeah. Was that, that yeah, was, they, they, they kind was of that hinted, hinted at before? They kind of hinted yeah. at before vaguely. There was like some suggestion of that. So now it looks like we're going to be getting into that. So that's pretty interesting. Like, yeah. I got a major like, Food Wars vibe from that. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, oh, it's Joichiro Hatohara. Oh, I mean, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah. Gosh. Soma. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be... Right. right. I, yeah. No. Right. I was. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was naming. Yeah. I was. I was doing his dad's name. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I <laughs> well, I always get like in Jap- in Jap- like the the last name goes first. But then yeah. So well, yeah, I think depending some, on the localization, sometimes, sometimes in they most do localizations they do. Trust me, we play a lot of Japanese games. And <laughs> <laughs> um, they they usually do the um the standard the way we do it live okay okay maybe (laughs) the real way um you know first name and then last name but yeah 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 because i i I honestly can't remember the last time i saw something where people were referring to them by their last names for usually Um, but um i also got like a little bit of like oh when robo was like golf is fun i was like oh that's nice (laughs) yeah that was kind of a nice kind of low-key or, like, underplayed kind of... Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, um, like, too, like, dramatic. It was just kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I felt that did a better job of, like, uh, kind of evoking similar feelings. You know, like, I, I can remember feeling more like that. It isn't, like, some huge, like... Revelation. Wow! You know, wow, yeah. this thing is cool. It's just like a... Nice little, hmm. oh, I actually enjoy whatever, <laughs> you know, what blank, is, whatever I'm doing. This right? is fun. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was well done. Yeah, and I mean, there was also that scene where he kind of screamed uh, when he was, uh, I guess, I don't know if this was the last hole or maybe it was close to the last the last hole. Um, you know, the ball was really close to going in and he kind of yelled out of nowhere and everyone kind of looked at him like, whoa, he's really getting into it. I don't know if this is, I don't know if that was the same chapter when he said that, uh, golf yeah, is fun, but I think it was like right sure. before it. But so yeah. he is showing to be more, uh, 
you know, emotional and less uh, robot-like, I guess. So I wonder how long they're going to go with that. I mean, I'm assuming that's going to be like his, he's always going to be kind of deadpan and calm, but I wonder, I mean, I'm kind of just assuming that's going to be his default state and maybe he'll get a little better, but they can't get rid of that or else they can't really call him Robo anymore without it being kind of not really accurate. So, yeah. We also had a really good chapter of uh, One Punch Man this week and the preceding weeks were pretty good too. Yeah. Um, it, it seems that the arc that had been going on for quite a while at this point oh, has, yeah. has uh, come to an end. Um, I, I believe it's over with the whole... Uh, yeah, there was a tournament arc and then that one guy... Um, oh, Suiryu or so, Suiryu. Um he got beaten and then he, there's been a few chapters on crushed. him. Yeah. He, yeah. I, that's yeah, a nice way of saying he got pulverized by uh, this, some of these monsterized uh, villains. And then Saitama, as soon as Saitama came in, you know, they were pretty much uh, dead meat. Yeah. And I, I know that, that um, one and uh, Murata kind of have, after a while, the whole typical approach to the one punch gag of like the monster going on some monologue and looking all tough and then just boop, dead. You know, after a while, you have to think of different ways to do it. I liked how this one kind of ended where he's gone for a bit and then just like, like the the head head (laughs) just came crashing down. Yeah. It's like, whoa. (laughs) That was a nice little shift to that. Yeah, I I actually, for um, the weekly Shonen Jump reviews that we do on um, each week on Multiversity, I think I did a review for the for the last chapter of this in August. Okay. Um, mm. Which I think we we had kind of discussed previously how you know not a lot had been happening. They had been dragging out this kind of um, story arc with the monsters, and and I I think in my review I said something about how I felt like the series was kind of stepping over the line from like parody of this type of story into like actually being this type of story, you know, like yeah. um, in so much as I think at the end of that chapter, it was extremely reminiscent of like um, when during the Saiyan saga of Dragon Ball, when uh, everyone's waiting on Goku, Goku to come and everyone's just <laughs> being like annihilated and dominated and it's like so grim and then he, yeah like and it was very evocative like the imagery was very much like that um but then we come into this month's chapters and it's just it's just back to good stuff yeah yeah, yeah. it's all this was great <laughs> yeah. i think this really this chapter like yeah, really i think encapsulated was... the the spirit of one punch man pretty well yeah, um, everything with those uh, watchdog man. Watchdog right? man. <laughs> See, so you said you said uh, you know uh, some some heroes can really hold their own that aren't Saitama and this guy. Uh, this guy pretty much uh, beat the crap out of uh, the hero killer, um, or I think that's how he goes, right? Yeah, the hero killer. Yeah, Gar- is it Garo or Garu? I think Garu's. Or it might be Gara. I was gonna say Gara is from Naruto. <laughs> Gar- Garu, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, he's. Saitama isn't as much of an anomaly as he thinks. I think. I mean, even yeah. Watchdog Man pretty much has a very similar face. You know, it's very impassive and yeah, very um, cute, like um, just dot eyes and kind of a frowning mouth. 
And, and yeah. then with this chapter, you know, had you had the whole like anti-climax where he's like, where the hero killer is charging at King and then just gets uh, cold clocked, um, to cold put kicked. it very mildly. <laughs> um, and we, honestly, with like, as we talked about, it's been taking itself a bit more seriously. So I was honestly expecting this to like kick off like yeah. a big fight. I And then it didn't. Um, so that... That was a kind of like welcome return to form again in a slightly different way than like the whole gag is used um, in other circumstances. So it, this chapter in particular is just great. Yeah. I mean, there's and also I, Kings. Well, and King always being in the right place at the right time, despite not being, I mean, that's the gimmick, right? Yeah. He's not actually strong at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really mind it getting more serious. Cause I think, I think there's just enough there that, uh, I don't mind if it starts to take itself a little more seriously. Um, but in the end, I kind of do want it to go back to that kind of like, eh, not even really goofy, just kind of fun, silly. Yeah. Well, so yeah, you know, like, I mean, the watchdog man thing was just kind of classic one punch man. Quite enjoyed it. Um, but I don't really know. I think, Gino's kind of got taken out of the picture for a while. Yeah, I think he's getting yeah. repaired right oh, now. Oh, okay, so yeah. He'll yeah. probably appear next chapter to put the plot back on the... Yeah, because they need someone else to fight who's yeah. not going to immediately win. Gino's yeah. is just the jobber of... I don't know, he's pretty good. He is. He, but he's like, he's class S, and did, did Saitama become class S, or is he still like B or something? He's still like in B a or, class, I yeah. think. He's still yeah. a scrub. Yeah. yeah. We also had a few uh, chapters of Dr. Stone, some advancements at a very quick pace for their little scientific revolution. Yeah. Uh, they're really moving down the uh, general progress of history, which, hey, it's an adolescent comic yeah. book. Can't yeah, I've too. pretty much accepted the fact that Senku is just like a like genius. Um, God. Yeah, basically. like a, I don't know any other way to put it. Like, that's fine. I can accept that. I mean, they're basically just inventing something new every chapter. Um, or, re, you know, recreating, you know, glass or or um, iron. They made ramen. As, as we've discussed previous times, the highlight for this is still uh, Boichi. It's Boichi, right? I think so, yeah. Boichi. Boichi. Uh, Boichi. Um, the art is just crazy Im- impressive. Um, really good. I don't, my main issue is I don't really care for how the, uh, female characters are like stylized. Hmm. Um, Their eyes are a little weird. Yeah. The eyes, lips and, yeah. but from a technical perspective, it's all just really quite cool. Um, to put it technically. Um, um, we also had one of our, well, like I was about to say one of our first like sentimental, moments but i guess it kind of starts off with that with the um them with the, the love turn story. to stone in the first point but yeah i guess since then um with a little story that tied in with the creation of glasses yes um with what was the character's name suika suika she has a watermelon on her head <laughs> yeah um and that as someone who has <laughs> absolutely abysmal eyesight 
awful, you awful, awful, awful. Um, there was like an, for me, it was like a little bit of personal, uh, like, oh, you know, it is nice to be able to see. Yeah. I, especially, <laughs> that's a very simple way of putting it. I know. And especially because that character, at first you just think that wearing the watermelon is kind of just a quirky thing that she does, but you find out that I think there's some place that the, she can, it's a um, place that collects water. So, and I think, right? So she can like know. see through the, or no, it's a little it's pinhole. It's just from like the pinhole. Okay, I, so, I forget, I forget okay. the term for that. Yeah, but like it, it, it uh, you know, makes her eyesight a bit better. Yeah. And so then you see a couple scenes where they make glass and she can see like a little dog up close and some flowers. It's nice. It's nice. But I know, Zach, you're still not a fan. I... Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just get like really tired of the, the dialogue ticks, the like weird little catchphrases. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, yeah. I, I do think that is one of the weaker, yeah, parts of it. Um, yeah, I know it's not unique in that, but I guess it's just this is one where it's, <laughs> it feels none, little... none of them are particularly good. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, yeah. We get it. You say bad all the time. Bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not just bad. Bad. Maybe when they have like a fight with Sukasa, he'll be the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is a weird nitpick in a series where they just like make all of science history in the span of a few weeks. But I did think there was like a moment of. Uh, what what little suspension of disbelief I had was kind of like, come on, in this week's chapter where you had the elder guy who oh, yeah. he knew how to make glass because he was just a craftsman who crafted everything. So he was able to figure it out. And I just thought like, okay, yeah, whatever. This thing already stretches the... Um, the limits of credibility as it is. It's a really not minor thing to pick on, but there was just some line that like, you know, Senku was admiring like, Oh, you know, the art of dedication, right. You know, dedicating yourself to a craft for life. And it's like the internal logic wasn't consistent. It's like, he's not doing that. He just picked this up. He just, he's not dedicating I, himself to a single I, craft. I, I, I guess like I said, it's a very minor thing to pick on in an outrageous sci-fi yeah. story. Honestly, I didn't even register. <laughs> it, it, I just kind of was like, "Yep, he's really dedicated <laughs> to that." Because I, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a little warmer on it too. I I like it. Uh, I think it's fun to read. But yeah, Zach, I can totally uh, see the dialogue stuff. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just immune to bad dialogue or something. But <laughs> um, you are a big One Piece fan. Hey, One Piece isn't that. It's <laughs> good. Um, yeah, mean, I, no, I'm I get it though. I get I it though. Glass yeah. houses and all that. I mean, we have One Piece Pirate Warriors three, which we have both played for several hours at least. Hey, that's fun. <laughs> Basically, just a Dynasty Warriors clone, but I digress. Off, really. Or yeah, but yeah. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> um, there were also major developments in. The Promised Neverland, um, our little group has gotten to the safe house uh, to meet. Unnamed man. Unnamed man. He's still unnamed. Um, and, but, you know, someone else who escaped from one of these facilities, um, a different one from them. 
Right. Yeah. Cause he has letters, I think as a tattoo instead of numbers. Yeah. So if not, this is the first human that we have met who is not in some way from their home. Yes, that's right. Um, and he's, you know, the obligatory bad dude. You know, yeah, he's, he's got like white and he's got like a white streak. So, you know, he's serious and yeah. tough. Um, it's been through some shit. Um, <laughs> he threat he threatens to kill little kids, you know. Yeah, he holds a gun to Emma's head and then Good I forget. Stuff. I think she kicks him in the crotch and runs away. The, cl- <laughs> the classic maneuver. <laughs> so, yeah, they're just they kind of in the last chapter made a I guess bargain with this guy where I, I forget exactly what they did to. Oh, they told him they were going to blow the place up <laughs> if he didn't come with them. And so they kind of blackmailed him into it and, you know, cause they were kind of sustained cause they tied him up for a while after he threatened them, they managed to overpower him and tie him up so that they could live there and um, kind of made it clear that they could take care of themselves. And they're like, well, actually we need a guide cause they want to find this William Minerva guy who had written the books with all these clues. And they also have this pen that, that creates a little hologram of. About how man- mankind can overcome anything. Wait, that's a different children's book author and manga. That's monster. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's human beings can become anything. Sorry. Anyway. Um, um, yeah, I, I think it's from, from looking at it from just like a kind of meta narrative kind of thing. I can kind of see how what they're, what's being done right now makes a lot of sense for the story. Um, you know, basically, if my understanding of what they outline for their plan is correct, it's a way for the kids to be kind of offloaded and off screen for a bit um, because the whole like thing of, Oh, protecting the, protecting the kids, you know, make sure they don't get eaten by these monsters. It's a bit burdensome on the plot. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can really do with that. So I think that this is a good way to kind of yeah put them away for a little bit. Put them to bed, he might say. You might say. Put, <laughs> put the children to bed. Um, and then just have like our two main characters for now. Um, and this new guy kind of doing more. It, it allows for more flexibility, I think, in what uh, the story can do. And so I'm interested to see uh, once they kind of get on the road, what I imagine will probably, probably not yeah. the next chapter, but few from now yeah i think right. we should i think we should refer to the unnamed man as shadow shadow because he seems like he would enjoy taking candy from children and <laughs> that would be totally fine with him i don't know he seems he's not like super edgy but that's just the shock of white hair just i mean threatening to kill children's pretty edgy. <laughs> yeah yeah so we'll see um i i've still really like uh the art a lot um the the most recent chapter there are a few like panels um you know and what was just like you know dialogue a back and forth Mm -hmm. um as they're like trying to bargain yeah um good use of getting different angles different expressions to keep it really even though it's just a lot of talking to keep it pretty intense um i definitely think that the art is one of 
the strong points of this yeah. series. It's 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 just real good overall, I think. Well, one of the best series going right now. He also draws really cute little kids. That too. Like, usually the little three, upside down three mouth kind of annoys me, but all the little kids tend to have that little cat mouth and it's kind of cute. Just an aside. <laughs> Zach, do you have anything to add about uh, Promise Neverland? No, I, th- I think it's still... Um, I think the most recent developments have been kind of what the series needed a, a little like yeah you know shift in the status quo um yeah it, it, i guess it is you know up to this point we've been just trying to get to that like coordinate point and now we have another coordinate point that we need to get to so in that yeah. way they're just kind of they're baiting us around but it's the geocaching yeah they are ge- <laughs> Um, oh gosh <laughs> but but i do think that like if it goes the way we're kind of expecting which like we have learned our lesson when it comes to predicting this book but um if it is going to be you know the two main kids and this new um adult character Guy. yeah <laughs> kind of running around i think i think that's cool i think that's maybe a yeah. good place for the series to go at this point yeah, yeah. it's definitely I mean, as far as Shonen, and this isn't your typical Shonen action. It's not even really an action story. It's more just like yeah. a drama mystery. But it is kind of an interesting, like, dynamic, I guess. Definitely. It'll be cool to see going forward. And we'll probably get this guy's flashback, too. Like, his legit one, <laughs> not the not, not, not the his, random. Not his tough guy story. Yeah, not his tough, now. yeah, about how he survived and, you know. All, all his friends. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was all that writing on his. sad about it. There was all that writing on his uh, wall, too, yeah. which I thought. I wasn't really sure what the deal was with that. There's probably more to it. Yeah. Um, we have a little bit to say about One Piece, whose name we've been invoking freely. Um, for the most part, the past month, two months, haven't been too exciting. Yeah. A lot of just big mom screaming wedding cake. and Yeah, the extremely compelling, uh, you know dialogue from big mom uh yeah has just been wedding cake over and over for the for a little bit as she's chasing them chasing them uh so some of the crew are trying to escape the island that they're on they manage to get away and then luffy through some kind of weird uh sequence of events ends up back in uh back on the island um in the mirror world yeah there's like a mirror world that some of big mom's henchmen use to get around uh, and she's, they're trapped with, he's sorry, Luffy's trapped with, um, this guy called Katakuri who, whose power, I, I honestly forget what it was. It has something to do with candy, but it lets him like extend his arms and legs kind of like Luffy. And, uh, so they're fighting and then Sanji, uh, is with Pudding and, uh, Chiffon, this other character who's related to Big Mom. God, why do I know all these One Piece characters? Um, <laughs> um, and so they're on their way actually to make the wedding cake that Big Mom wants. Which is what I'm interested kind of to see what happens in these next couple of weeks. Because I was joking before we started reading. I wonder if uh, I, w- I wonder if Oda has been reading Food Wars. Because this, like, this chapter kind of felt like the build yeah. up to one of like the Shokuyekis. And right. that, you know, I mean, it, it definitely seems like, you know, there's all this talk about the ingredients they're going to use. Yeah. There's going to be, it feels like there's going to be like this dramatic, like, cooking showdown yeah, kind of thing. It's, I'm interested to see how he pulls that off. Sanji has like super cooking power suddenly. Well, not suddenly. I mean, he's always been a great cook. 
But it's been a long time since he's, there's actually been like a fight or any kind of plot point revolving around cooking. Um, which there has been at least one before, I remember. Uh, <laughs> so it'll be nice to see him do something he's that's actually like his specialty. Um, and then, of course, we have Pudding. Who knows what will happen with that if they'll actually... Because she seems to be the first woman that actually likes Sanji back, so... Yeah, she's... <laughs> Goes a bit back and forth on that. Yeah, she's kind of a Sundari character. <laughs> That's the best I can say. So, hopefully, we'll have a little bit more to say next month. But I did think it. I did just want to say before I forgot by next month um, that I am interested to see about like the how the cooking turns out. It could just be unremarkable. But right now, I'm kind of like, ooh, this sounds yeah. like it could be interesting. I just hope that they, I mean, it's ready for the arc to be over. Yeah. I mean, or I mean, it's either way. I mean, if big mom just goes back into the shadows for a while, fine, but I almost kind of wish they would just get rid of her now. Cause it's like, what else can they really, unless, well, but they have to keep delving into her backstory. So yeah, we gotta Jeez, figure out. Do, we have to be, conf- we have to confirm that she did eat her family. <laughs> that was maybe the one really interesting thing about her. And, um, I mean, she did, of course, but yeah. I wa- we need her <laughs> to be, like, emotionally shattered over this, I think. Probably the darkest thing that One Piece has ever done. Eat my friends. Yeah. Um, last, uh, last thing we wanted to touch on was uh, the past month of My Hero Academia, which is... We say this every month, but Ooh. it's just been so good. It's been uh, probably the best thing going right now, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, I mean, I, think I love that's probably true. Yeah. You think so too? Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it has like the coolest villain right now. I just, yeah. This, but, this guy he's come up with really, cool. really like intimidating. Yeah. Without like, without it coming across as like edgelord. But, yeah. The, he, I feel like he's a character that could be done so much. Oh, yeah. Worse. He could be, he could be an awful, but he really sells it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was a little afraid that him, that overhaul fusing with his uh, henchman, the guy who could, um, uh, the guy who could make you tell the truth, and he would use it to reveal your weaknesses. Uh, I was a little afraid that was kind of a death flag for overhaul because I was like, oh well, how is he gonna, you know, get back to his normal form? But then I remembered, well, he can basically reshape himself any way he wants. He can just explode and reform. So yeah, that was, that was a. Big deal when that like first happened. I remember. I remember you you were reading in yeah. the other room, actually, and like I I had read it earlier, and I knew you were reading. I said, and so I hear, "Whoa!" I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> yep." Well, speaking of which, earlier today I read this week's chapter, and um, well, it seems you know I don't want to say this. It's hard. It's hard it's to hard say to with say the visions with, and all that. It's hard to say with visions, and it's hard to say, yeah, because maybe this is just Night Eye's vision. But it seems like Night Eye got killed. Um, it got speared through the chest by by Overhaul. Um, though I don't want to say for sure. It was shown in manga. You never know. And then of course, because uh, there was there was some dialogue. Um, yeah, from Todoroki about you know. I can avert this future, something like that. Something like so, that. So maybe, maybe that was something else. You mean? But, wait, do you mean Togata or you, uh, Midoriya? The, the guy? Oh, Midoriya. Not, okay. Sorry, not yeah, Togata. yeah, yeah. Smash right <clears throat> that future. Yeah. 
Yeah. Todoroki is, is the fire and ice guy. Yeah. I, um, I, and then, uh, uh, night eyes, like protege, uh, geez, he goes by Lemillion. Yeah. Mirio. Mirio. He got his, uh, he got shot by the, uh, quirk erasing gun and looks like he doesn't have his powers anymore. Right. Yeah. Which like, that's like pretty so sad. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, the, the chapter when he got shot, I thought was very well done. Very like emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's fairly standard, like, you know, to get the superhero kinda... stuff of like, you know, yeah. the whole protecting others and all that. But it, the execution was very well, well done. I, I really enjoyed it. I felt pretty relatively touched by it. Yeah. Um, I thought, also, I mean, this is this is before he lost his power. I also thought that the way that um, Horikoshi drew Mirio fighting was kind of neat because so you know, for example, Overhaul would hold his hold his arms in front of his in front of his face, kind of in, to, to to defend his face, and uh, Mirio would just kind of phase through his arms and punch him in the face, or he would phase through someone he didn't want to hit and punch other people. So it was kind of a neat use of it and something makes me think that maybe he'll maybe they'll look for the cure for this perhaps though that that sounds a little too i guess generic but no that's (laughs) if it if it is like a quote-unquote permanent thing i I wouldn't be surprised if there is some sort of like find the cure some yeah for people yeah Yeah, this reminds me i always this book always comes back to x-men for me yeah Um, (laughs) it's like the plot oh yeah like x-men 3 3, yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah well at the very end magneto moves the uh chess piece just a little bit right maybe maybe you'll see mirio like barely poke his hand through a uh desk or something (laughs) just accidentally drop a ham sandwich one day how did that yeah oh no (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be pretty sad if Night Eye does die because I really liked his design uh, and just his demeanor, I guess. But we'll see. I'm, design just as a businessman. That was cool. <laughs> he always gave him really cool expressions, I thought. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's kind of like, like sunken eyes. Yeah, I liked, yeah. Something about it was just neat. Um, sheesh, what else? Um, well, it looks like I kind of like when the teachers come in because... Um, uh, Deku's teacher has a really cool power where he can just, if he's looking at you, you, you can't use your quirk. And I think it doesn't work on, cause I read some of the earlier volumes and I, uh, it doesn't work on people whose bodies are just that. So I can't, I can't remember exactly who that applies to. I want to say it applies to Kirishima maybe. Or no, the other guy that looks like rocks. I forget. Yeah. I forget his name, yeah, forget but, um, yeah, so he's, he's interesting and he'll, he'll use his power, but his thing is that, uh, well, he goes by the hero name Eraser, is that he gets, like, chronic, I guess, dry eye. So he keeps having to blink. So as soon as he blinks, uh, you get your power back. So that's kind of how, I guess, his ability isn't super broken. Because otherwise he could just stare at someone and just beat them up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, won- I'm wondering um, if he's going to have, like, you know, this latest chapter. Oh, yeah, they said something. Ended, yeah. ended with, like, uh, Midoriya going up to... 20% of one for all and is gradual amping up the power. So I wonder if Eraser will have much of a role in. Well, there was kind of an interesting aside that Overhaul said that they were, they wanted to capture Eraser because he had an erasing ability. Right. So they maybe wanted to use that for further research because he had been researching 
the yeah, they rate the uh, quirk erasing drug, and I think they also have a drug. They also have that drug that that amplifies your quirk. Yeah. So maybe that'll be how Mario gets his quirk back. Also, like X gets his groove back. Um, no. Yeah. yeah, I can I can see it going that way. Yeah. Regardless, I this book is really really good. Maybe consistently the best of weekly shonen jump i think i think so i think for a year it's been yeah really strong um ever since i think uh the the, the chapter that really pulled me in for my hero academia because for a couple months i was just kind of reading it and not really taking that much in but the chapter that really pulled me in i think was the one where they uh where all might explained uh one for all and kind of Explain yeah. to Deku how it's passed down and how his the the villain um, All for One is connected to that and all this kind of legacy stuff. Um, that's when I was like, oh, there's there's something to this series that's that's good. We definitely love our superhero legacies here. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yes, <laughs> and I think Walter, because you made a good point last month. Um, I didn't think about this, but it is kind of cool that I think you're right. I think Horikoshi wants maybe his stuff to be you know other creators to take those ideas and kind of expand kind of like with the the vigilantes yeah uh story yeah i'm, I'm interested to see how much that isn't really something more. that happens in japan so i wonder if that'll be kind of a new yeah how much more that grows <laughs> yeah if there might be like a third or not third a second spin-off series third series overall well, possibly more yeah it, it would be really cool because <clears throat> yeah as we know Superhero universes can certainly grow and grow and grow. Yeah, and I see a lot of... I see one, My Hero Academia... I don't know. I feel like it could be one of those things where maybe Horikoshi, like, originally would want to end it at a certain... around a certain time, but his editors will be like, no, this is super popular. Yeah, that's the advantage of making the shared universe thing. You can yeah, end the main point. series, but have, like, other yeah. things going. We'll see. Good point. I think that's all we wanted to talk about this month. Mm-hmm. Um Next month for the book club portion, we'll be talking about Berserk. We'll be reading the first three volumes, which as a change of pace for a lot of these manga series, the entire first arc is, well, I guess sort of with Naruto um, as well. But, you know, the first arc is within those first three mm-hmm. volumes. Um, yeah. So we'll be talking about that and we'll see how some things have developed in our weekly Shonen Jump series. Until then, we'll see you in a month from now. Bye, guys.